we have been studying the characteristics of the early church in the last few weeks we understood the early church was a learning church early church was a united church it was a church where the miracle working power of God was seen it was a church that was sharing their possessions with others and last week we talked about it was a giving church a church that was ready to give to the work of God today we are going to see yet another important characteristics of the early church the early church was a God-fearing church the early church was a God-fearing church the early church feared God word of God says the fear of God came upon them and I believe the word of God talks about the godly fear that came upon the believers of the early church let's read one of those two scriptures let's go to turn Acts uh, chapter 2 verse 43 Acts chapter 2 verse 43 probably I will just read from 41 Acts chapter 2 verses 41 to 43 then those who gladly received his word were baptized and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them verse 42 and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayers verse 43 says then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles what came upon the church fear what came can I hear you what came fear fear came upon the church and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles let's go to chapter 5 verse 11 chapter 5 verse 11 we know the story there Ananias and Sapphira they were lying and testing the Holy Spirit and the wrath of God came upon them all of a sudden and both Ananias and Sapphira they just fell down and they gave their life they were dead and verse 11 says so great fear came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things again what came upon the church fear came upon the church I believe as I said I believe it is a godly fear that came upon the church let's turn to Acts chapter 9 verse 31 Acts chapter 9 is where we see the conversion of Paul and if you move further to verse 31 we see here then the churches throughout all Judea Galilee and Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit they were multiplied and what came there in what they were walking they were walking in the 
fear of the Lord. They were walking in the fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord is one of the signs or one of the qualities or attributes of the early church. Fear came upon every soul in the early church. A godly fear came upon people. Early church was not just a learning church. It was not just a united church. It was not just a miracle working church. It was not just a sharing church. It was not just a giving church. It was also a God fearing church. I can imagine this way. If I can walk into one of those churches of the early church. And if we can meet one of the believers that they are coming out of the early church probably after the Sunday morning church from the Apostle Peter's church. And if I can go and interview one of them probably he would say and go on and on and tell me what terrific things he has seen in his Sunday morning service. And he may tell me it was a terrific and dreadful and horrified and uh, you know full of fearful scene of the power of God is what he has seen in one of the Sunday morning services. And he may go on and say that I couldn't stand in such a power of God because that was supernatural. And he may go on and explain me as Peter was preaching his words were so powerful. As Peter started praying, miracles started happening everywhere in the early church. As Peter praying, the evil spirits came out of individuals screaming and shouting. As Peter was laying his hands upon the people, they received the Holy Spirit, anointing of the Holy Spirit and they started speaking in tongues. And he may tell me all that I was seeing with my own eyes. As Peter walked near the aisles in the church, the dead bodies kept over there, started rising up and walking and jumping. And he said, I was really terrified to see all these things happening in Sunday morning service. He said, I'm afraid to be there in the place where God's power is seen. And he says, I heard such such a power of God coming down as Moses prayed, as Elijah prayed. But I have never seen such thing happening in any of my synagogues. I have never seen such things happening in any of the, my meeting places or Sanhedrin. I have not seen such things happen. But I went into St. Peter's, sorry, I, I went into Peter's church, the Apostles' church, not St. Peter's church. I went into the Apostles' church and I have seen these things happening there seeing all these things great fear came upon me he may say still my body is frozen and he may say I get goosebumps you know whenever I think about this what really happened in this church I am afraid to serve the God of the apostles because he is a God who lives he is a God who who is alive I fear the God of the apostles and you know what he says I made up my mind to leave my current church where no one even claps his hands or makes shouts of joy at the peak of the excitement of the service or the sermon and how can you expect a dead body to come back alive I have decided to follow the God of the apostles it's an imagination probably that's what 
we would have listened from one of the believers who walked into the church where the Sunday morning service was going on conducted by the apostles early church was a church where the fear of God became real in turn the church became a God fearing church we see the believers they were having fear of God in their lives you know today when we see the wonder-working power of God and when we hear a testimony you know we suddenly get the fear of God in our lives my God can do such thing for someone my God can do such you know save somebody like who's like a such a sinner can my God save somebody who has gone through such a sickness can my God do some this kind of miracles even today you know we see even in our lives we are gripped with the fear of God the early church was like the church where you know God fearing believers were there fear of God came upon the people for various reasons there on that day you know the worldly fear comes upon in our lives mostly when we are afraid of death when we are afraid of death you know the fear grips any worldly person just like that you know they they are just you know powerful and they are gigantic and they they are not afraid of any such thing but then when they are in the deathbed if they are not godly if they don't have a hope to go to the heavens but then if not they are gripped with such a fear but godly fear comes to someone when he sees supernatural things happening when someone sees supernaturally God moving in the midst of his people you know that's the time we see the fear of God coming into somebody's life today you know people don't fear God simply because they don't see the supernatural evidence of God's power they, they say they are following Jesus Christ but everything is natural we don't see any supernatural move of God when Ananias and Sapphira they were fallen dead there was a great fear among the people something supernatural has to be seen for people to have such godly fear you know it was the fact of that day there was a great fear came upon the church and I know I don't want to deny that fact I just believe the word of God if that came true in the early church and if God expects our church to become like an early church and the same fear of God will be seen or is seen even in our church today you know how can we expect such a fear of God such a supernatural move of God in our church so that godly fear will grip you know the heart of people we are living in a generation where fear of God is no more a topic at homes you know, even in the churches nobody wants to talk about the fear of God you know God's things are taken for granted God is treated like a bird that can be easily arrested in a cage or God can be thought about God can be thought of like an object that can be kept in the box and probably put it in the shelf you know that's how the church the world today is treating God it is told to the children in our the childhood 
that God is somewhere there up in the sky. And the children, they don't really bother to reach him. And they know that God is somewhere up in the sky. An impression that is created in the mind of children of God, or young children, that God is somewhere there beyond the blue. And these children, they never to, never bother to reach him, or they don't allow their life to be reached by God. All the imagination they have is, God is somewhere beyond and he is all powerful, he is in control and he is somewhere above everything. You know that's the impression that is given to the children, little children and they don't know what kind of relationship they need to have God. And they don't have the real fear of God in their lives. The world is treating God as an object. The world is treating God as a bird that can be just arrested, that can be kept in the gauge according to the early church. Only supernatural power of God, the miracle working power of God, the supernatural things brought such a fear of God among the people and I believe we need that kind of fear today. I believe we need our generation, our city needs that kind of fear of God today. You know we cannot really blame people today. You know, we cannot, you know, we, we cannot really expect people to fear God because they don't see anything happening. They don't just see anything happening in the churches today. They don't see much going on in the churches today. But then, it is our time that we need to, as we study about the early church, we need to bring those surfaces, those facts to the surface and we need to understand. We cannot deny it. And we cannot twist it around and say that we need to believe in God. We cannot expect such miracles. We cannot, because we are believers. We cannot say that, we cannot quote the scripture here saying that blessed are those who have not seen but still believed. We cannot quote that scripture here. It may be true for us. We need to believe in God. We cannot wait for miracles. But people out there, they are trying to see some signs. They are either they try to see wisdom in us or they try to see signs in our lives. They want to see both the wisdom of God and the signs of God like the Greek and the Jews. They want to see things happening in our lives. It is true for you and me. We need to move forward in faith. But people out there, we cannot blame them because they don't have faith. They want to see something happening so that they can be drawn into the faith of God. And God expects that fear of God to come in the church. God expects that kind of fear of God to be seen in the churches today. You know what brings the fear of God today? Jesus said in Luke 18 verse 8. I just want to refer that scripture to make us little more clear. Bring little more clarity into this. Luke uh, chapter 18 verse 8 says... And Jesus said, we all know the scripture, when son of man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Jesus was asking this to the disciples. You know, we are living in a generation, we hardly find faith. It's an ungodly generation, where people don't have faith in God anymore. And we cannot expect you know, faith to bring fear of God among that generation. 
You know what brings fear of God to this faithless generation? It is the supernatural power of God. And what need to bring fear of God in your life and in my life as we are believers? It is a faith of God. We have a strong faith in God. We trust in God. And then we fear God. But to the ungodly generation who cannot have put their faith in God because they don't believe in Him, they want to see supernatural things. Then only the fear of God will come in their lives. Fear of God came upon the early church for four simple reasons. I just want to quote that and then I want to close. There are four simple reasons why fear of God came upon the early church. Number one, word of God was preached with boldness. In the early church, the word of God was preached with boldness. Fear of God came upon the people those were there as they were listening to the preaching of the apostle Peter. Let's read some of the scriptures. Acts chapter 2 verses 14 to 16. Acts chapter 2 verse 14. But Peter standing up with the leaven, they just received the anointing of the Holy Spirit from the upper room. And they see a huge crowd standing and peeping through the windows and the doors to see what's going on there inside that house in the upper room. There's a huge crowd. And this man of God just received the anointing of the Holy Spirit. He just came out and he looked at the crowd and he started preaching. And look at the way Peter was preaching on that day. Verse 14. But Peter standing up with the leaven raised his voice and said to the men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. Verse 15. For these are not drunk as you suppose. Since it is only the third hour of the day but this is happening as it was prophesied by the prophet Joel and then he refers from the Joel and let's move further, a little further to verse uh, 22 after he give the, gives the quote from Joel he talks continuously he just continued and verse 22 says men of Israel hear these words Jesus of Nazareth a man attested by God to you by miracles wonders and signs which God did through him in your midst as you yourself also know verse 23 him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God you have taken by lawless hands have crucified and put him to death whom God raised up having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by death verse 29 men and brethren and he gave, makes a quote he gives a reference from David what David said and verse 29 men and brethren let me speak freely to you you know he just takes advantage of the crowd and the listening crowd now the moment crowd listens he just puts one more step forward you know that's the preacher's strategy he puts one more step forward and then he says come on let, let me share something freely and Peter goes on and saying men and brethren let me speak freely to you of the patriarch David the moment he said David there probably I can imagine there was a great silence because they don't they are even afraid to say the name David because David such a precious man of God 
they consider him as a saint as a man of God so David is very very important for a Jew the moment he said David there was an absolute silence there that he is both dead and buried and the tomb is with us even to this day and what he is Peter was trying to say there you all believe that David is a man of God and you give such a respect to David but you killed my Jesus and you still respect David and David was dead and he was buried and his tomb is there even today therefore being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the first of the fruit of his body according to the flesh he would rise up the Christ to sit on his throne he foreseeing this spoke concerning the resurrection of the Christ that his soul will not left in Hades nor his nor did his flesh see corruption this Jesus God has raised up of which we are all witnesses verse 33 therefore being exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the father the promise of the Holy Spirit he poured out this which you now see and hear and verse 34 for David did not ascend into the heavens you know he is making a comparison with David and Jesus Christ and he wanted to display how great my Jesus is and he says David did not ascend into the heaven but he says himself the Lord said to my Lord sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool verse 36 therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Christ can you imagine such a sermon going on outside the Jewish synagogue Peter is standing and preaching to the crowd crowd saying that that God who you crucified you know God decided to lift him up bring him up and he made him both Lord and Christ verse 37 now when they heard this they were cut to the heart you know one such reason the fear of God came upon the early church was the boldness of the preaching of the word of God Peter stood up in the crowd along with other 11 proclaimed that Jesus was a man attested by God and Jesus is greater than David and he was proving that saying that David was dead and he was buried and his tomb is seen today but Jesus is not dead anymore Jesus is risen and he says you crucified the Lord you are responsible for the innocent bloodshed you know when we preach the gospel with such boldness godly fear will come upon the people what kind of preaching is going on in churches today what kind of preaching is you know going on in churches today God expects us to preach with boldness not only in the church even in outside God wants us God is equipping us to go and preach with such a boldness today instead of fear coming upon the people instead of you know from the godly fear coming upon the people the churches are afraid to preach the gospel fear comes upon the church and they don't preach the gospel anymore because they are afraid not of godly fear but of the fleshly fear but of the worldly fear this false fear is covering up the churches today this fake fear is covering up the churches today and we delay and we fail to make the move of God 
fruitful because we are fearful we are timid we are fearful those who proclaim ungodly things today have you seen them those who proclaim ungodly things and those who proclaim you know the uh, evil things today the wicked things they proclaim it publicly they stand publicly and say those things they are not afraid of those things but today the church is afraid to proclaim the name of god today believers are not afraid to go into a party or to meet somebody and make fun and have fun with them to be in the crowd and to, to socialize with people they are not afraid but when we ask them to hand over even a single tract to somebody they are afraid have you seen people like that maybe i may, I may, I may be talking about myself we are not afraid when we are in the crowd we, we, are, we are not afraid just to go and shake somebody's hand and say that how are you and how things are in your life and talk about so many things that is going on but if you want to hand over a track to them our hands are shaking we are afraid a fake fear is resting upon the churches today they are not afraid they are not fearful in the workplaces they give seminar they give presentation but you, when you ask them to share a word they say yeah, i'm afraid when you ask them to come and pray in front of the crowd i'm afraid where is that fear coming from in the office in the workplace we, we need to give presentation we need to give seminar lecture and everything otherwise we cannot work there we do it but then when we ask when we ask somebody to come and pray they say that i'm afraid i wonder where that fear comes from i call it as a fake fear it is not the real fear they are bold but then there's a fake fear it's not upon the individual it is covering everyone today and the devil is using that opportunity devil is blinding their eyes and putting their fake fear in their mind you know when we become bold when we preach the word of god with boldness when we step out for god with boldness we see the fear of god coming upon the people secondly the second reason for the fear of god upon the early church simple reason was sinners were saved sinners were saved fear of god came upon the church as sinners were saved let's read acts chapter 2 verse 37 and verse 38 as peter was preaching in verse 37 he says now when they heard these things they were cut to the heart and said to peter and the rest of the apostles men and brethren what shall we do verse 38 then peter said to them repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of jesus christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the holy spirit and verse 39 for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off as many as the lord our god will call in a moment we see a repentance there they heard the boldness bold powerful preaching of peter and then now they see the sinners are giving their life to god when sinful lives are touched and changed by god godly fear comes upon the people you know look at any of the revivals in the past history for example the welsh revival that took place in 1904 and 1906 
that took place in Wales and people history says 150,000 people got converted 150,000 people came into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ such a massive revival took place what about Azusa Street uh, revival that took place in Los Angeles in California in 1906 and you know rested until 19 uh, continued until 19 oh, 1915 hundreds and thousands of sinners they were giving their life to Jesus they all came back to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ look at some of the crusades which took place in the past 20-30 years some of the Billy Graham crusades for example many people they just come running and to the altar giving their life to Jesus Christ fear of God was resting upon those cities I remember in, in one of the crusades which took place in, in Bangalore when we were living there uh, uh, some of the you know students were my my wife was working in a school some of the students they said the fear the kind of fear of God that atmosphere there was set up for that miracle crusade you know that was amazing and these little children came to my wife and said my parents they just decided to pack up everything and flee away from the city and she asked why there is somebody coming there is a miracle crusade coming and if we are here we will be converted to Christianity and we decided to pack off everything and move away from the city you know when things are happening when sinners are getting saved the fear of God will rest upon the people people when people are convicted the fear of God will rest upon you know people you know even today there are saints of God when they just walk in the street we can hear somebody crying out out of conviction of sin you know God expects such a holy life in every one of us God expects such a committed life in the church today and that's what he is continuously constantly working in our lives when we go into our workplace people want to see us our lives as a child of God people want to see us as a child of God we need to make an impact there we cannot be one among them we need to stand out and we need to make an impact even in the workplaces and God expects us to do it even today when such great politicians or great popular figures when they turn back to God don't you see that such a fear of God comes in our lives when people are saved from their sinful lives fear of God grips fear of God came upon the early church when sinners were converted and the news spread everywhere and the fear of God came upon the city and people are drawn easily to the to the to the to the tem temple of God a third reason how the fear of God can come upon the church today a simple reason when sicknesses were healed when miracles took place when sicknesses were healed the fear of God came upon the people fear of God came upon the church when people were healed from their sicknesses and as people saw the supernatural power of God the fear of God came upon the church the early church they saw the miracle working power of God someone was about to die they brought him to the crusade conducted by Peter and other apostles and as Peter started walking into the arena 
healing started taking place that's what word of God says they just kept the body sick bodies on the street thinking that at least Peter's shadow will fall on the sick bodies and as Peter walked in they see healing taking place and Paul at some point of time he used the handkerchief when he used the handkerchief and aprons in his body and they were put on the sick people word of God says there were healing it is biblical you know we just take make fun of those preachers those you know miracle workers doing these things it is biblical but don't make it don't commercialize it it is biblical God can do work through in our lives in whatever we touch we can see the presence of God that was what's going on and obviously a great fear came upon the children of God on that day today we cannot see today we cannot cover up these things saying that the miracle of God is belong to the apostolic period I would say the miracle of God belonged to the New Testament period where it is written that God has done such a miracle in the New Testament where we are living today we are living in the same dispensation of grace we are living in the same New Testament period I believe I strongly believe the miracle of God and the healing belong to the church you know, we cannot excuse that healing doesn't take place today healing is an inheritance of the children of God if we believe in God we need to believe in healing we cannot say that I believe in God but I don't believe the healing that he gives it is equivalent to saying I believe in Jesus Christ but I don't believe that Jesus can save me if we cannot say that we cannot say that I believe in Jesus Christ but I don't believe in healing we cannot say that because it is part of the package that God gives to any godly child when people see supernatural things taking place in the church the fear of God will come upon them finally the fourth aspect when such a fear will come upon the people the word the fourth reason for it is unholy and unwillful acts were punished when unholy and willful acts were punished we know Acts chapter 5 is, is about Ananias and Sapphira they made two mistakes or they made one mistake it is represented in two different ways let's turn to Acts chapter 5 let's read verse 3 Acts chapter 5 verse 3 says but Peter said Ananias why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit to lie to the Holy Spirit verse 9 says then Peter said to her how is it that you have agreed together to test the Spirit of the Lord they lied to the Holy Spirit they tested the Spirit of God when they say when the word tested it means it is willful it is willful when willful unholy acts are punished we see the fear of God because at the end of the story verse 11 says so great fear came upon all the church you know today the churches are taken for granted churches are considered 
as another charitable organization. There are many other charitable organizations and church is one among the charitable organization. Churches are considered as a means of for living as an income generation activity, generating activity, as a place of business under the banner of non-profit organization. Churches are looked at like that. You go and talk to anybody outside the church, they will say, oh that church is doing well, this church is not doing well, this church is able to pay the bills, this church is not able to pay the utility bills. Are we doing business? It looks like they are all in business. They are all generating money to make their, you know, pay their bills. You know, churches are looked at as if they are in business. And we cannot expect the fear of God. We cannot expect the fear of God. And God's servants are not considered treated well. God's servants are, you know, thought like, you know, they are just uh, kind of lazy folks, you know, they, they are not willing to work. And they find this as a profession. You know, the world has such a thought about the ministers of God, about the church of God. There is no fear of God. Why? Fear of God is not even seen in the churches. As I said, no word is preached. And no one is getting saved. And there is no miracle, there is no healing taking place. And no one is punished for the willful and unfilthy things that are going in the churches today. And we can do, there is a feeling among the church, we can just do whatever we want. And we can bring all the mechanisms to entertain people in the church today. When they come and sit in the church, they are just sitting as a gallery, you know, enjoying and the things going on around them. You know, that's a kind of feeling which is brought into the people to bring, you know, to, you know, entertain the mass, the crowd. And there are feeling among the churches, you know, they can just go and dine and dance. Have you seen this? There are dating portals available for churches. Have you seen this today in the churches? I'm talking about Christian churches. There are called, they call it as a spirit moment in the church. But that spirit moment is not of the Holy Spirit. Nothing to do with this Holy Spirit. It is something to do with alcohol. There are churches, they have spirit moments. It is something just to do with alcohol. Nothing with the Holy Spirit. And they conduct debates on themes that are prohibited in the word of God. They talk about is it right to drink or not? Is it right about you know something else or not? Word of God clearly prohibits those things. And why do we need a debate on that? The moment word of God says no to it. And obviously there is no debate on those things. And you know how can we expect the fear of God? Toleration of unholy things in the name of religion is not going to bring such godly fear in the churches today. You know, this will make us kind of insensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. See how sensitive the Holy Spirit was and even is today. He says, he lied. Ananias lied to the Holy Spirit. Ananias was trying to test the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is very sensitive to the human. Even in the midst of such revival, Ananias and Sapphira, they become insensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. 
and the end result was judgment. Ananias and Sapphira, they lied to the Holy Spirit and they saw the result of judgment. Ananias and Sapphira, they tested the Holy Spirit and the result was judgment. Word of God says, great fear came upon the people. You know, when the church moves into the realm of revival we will start seeing sin is no more tolerated by the spirit of God did you listen to that when the church started moving into the realm of revival you know what one thing I, I it came in my mind in my lifetime I'm going to see a revival do you believe that every one of us should believe that in my lifetime before I die I, I will see a revival in the church I will see a revival with my own eyes before I die every one of us should have that bold zeal zealous you know desire in our mind I will see the revival I will see the move of God not just in my family not just in my church in my city and in the world and when such revival happens we will see the spirit of God is no more tolerating such a unfilthy willful sense he is silent today but the moment the revival breaks like it broke in the early church the spirit of God is no more can no more tolerate sin so the early church was God fearing church and the fear of God came upon the church as believers started seeking or started seeing the supernatural things by the hands of the pastors the word of God was preached with boldness sinners were saved to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ sickness were healed miracles took place unholy willful acts were punished just then and there being said all this I can't close without saying how our church can become like the early church you know when we deal with this topic we are really into that we want to see that things coming and when we are getting into it no matter what it cost we want to see that happening and these things cannot just come the church cannot just like the turn to become an early church few things we can say if our church need to become an early church the first thing what we need is fasting and prayer without prayer a church cannot turn to be an early church I heard some of the pastors saying we are doing really good but we are not hit revival yet we are not hit revival yet it is not just something you know you can earmark and then say that okay by 25th of December 2013 I want to hit revival no it cannot be done that way by prayer and by fasting and dedication sacrifice and surrender an uncompromised holiness by separating ourselves from this wicked generation there may be more to it we can see that in the coming days but at least three things we need to remember today fasting and prayer a dedication sacrifice with absolute surrender to the will of God uncompromised holiness by separating our lives from the rest of the world that doesn't mean that you cannot talk to somebody we need to talk to them talk to the sinners we need to live in the midst of sinners but not having any fellowship with them but instead as we said as children of God we need to be united and we need to pray 
and we need to fast we need to sacrifice whatever it cost to bring our churches back to that early church i believe the days are not very far and god is bringing the right people into this place i can believe for our church i believe god is bringing the right people to this place god is setting us free from all the bondages to focus on godly things and god is uprooting and planting every plant that belongs to this fold and god is on the move god is on the move you know when god starts moving as a church as children of god we need to move along with god to accomplish what god wants to do through our lives the early church was a god fearing church 